Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. To pick up a free audiobook download, head on over to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane, And I'm Rick Romlick. What's up, Sugar Daddy? Sugar Daddy. I called you that earlier and you seemed to like it. So. Well, I mean, I'm funding half of your life, so I pay for your way through school. I, I help pay for your car payments, credit card, all that stuff I pay for. So, And I am very grateful for that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I am no one's but sugar if you daddy. Want, if, you, uh, um, if you do want to pay for that stuff, yeah, yeah, donations are always accepted. Where would I where would I go about giving a donation for you, Rob? Um, you could <laughs> just hand me some cash. Okay. That's perfectly acceptable. I do have a PayPal account. Do you? you can cash at me. You can hit me up on Venmo. What's so, Venmo? Well, that's a Venmo new is? one. That's a new cash. That's app, not right? a new one. It's been around for a while. Yeah, but it's like gaining in popularity. It's, I think it's always been more popular than Cash App. Well, then why did we start Cash App? Okay, because Cash App's better. Story. Okay, I was like adamant. I'm not getting Cash App. And Cash App, if you don't know, is a way that you can transfer money um, via from different accounts through an app. So you link the app to your bank account. You can transfer money to people who have that app. So go to dinner and stuff or whatever. And Rob was just hounding me to get Cash App. Finally get Cash App. And here I find out we should have got something else. No, Venmo. See, Venmo's all right, but it's tougher to use. It's a little bit more clunky. Um, and it's kind of weird because it's almost like a, a social media thing. Oh. So anyone who's in your contacts that also has Venmo, you'll see their activity. And some people will say some weird things as to what they're paying you for. Gotcha. So, most of the time, you know, it's a joke. But right, just right. in case, it's kind of goofy. Yeah. Anyway, um, what I like about my Cash App is I got a debit card out of it for free, and you put money on it. I've been waiting to get mine. You haven't got yours yet? No. You totally like, should have got yours. It's been like a month and a half. Yeah, you need to check into that. I got mine in two weeks. Yeah. Anyway, it came, and there's like, you can do like this boost thing where it gives you a percentage off of different restaurants or whatever. One of them is like a coffee boost, though. If you It has to be like an exclusive... Not an exclusive coffee shop, but a place that sells primarily just coffee. And you get a dollar off every coffee you buy. Speaking of coffee, yeah, I was telling Rick earlier. Uh, so this weekend I had class in Louisville for uh, Southern Seminary. And went and got to learn under Zane Pratt's teaching. But anyway, the first day, class started around noon. Second day, it started at 1. And so the second day... I didn't have to be anywhere until one o'clock and it's just, just me. I was staying with some friends and so I had no obligations in the morning other than finishing a paper. So last time I had that kind of scenario, I don't even remember when that would have been. Yeah. So I slept in, like I woke up probably around four, went back to sleep, woke up around six, went back to sleep, seven, went back to sleep, nine, See, I don't went get, back to sleep. How would you wake up and go back to sleep so many times? Because my body's not used to getting that much sleep. It just kept naturally waking up. Okay, but when you woke up, were you super droggy? No, See, I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, that's so I got probably three or experience. four more hours of sleep than what I'm used to. Started my day around ten o'clock, which is crazy. And so normally throughout the day, I get about three cups of coffee. And <laughs> even though I got all kinds of sleep, I continued that tradition. 
and got three cups of coffee throughout the day and finished the last one around five o'clock, which is too late even for me. Uh, but I just wanted to finish it. Didn't want to quit and get home. Danielle and I watched the movie Moneyball. Good movie, by the way. Highly recommend if you haven't watched it. Um, that's with uh, pr- uh, Pitt, right? Who is it? Brad Pitt? It? Yep, Brad okay. Pitt. Brad and Pitt. Um, that one guy um, from... What's his name? Josh? No. Nope. Am I close? No. no hold on. I, um, Man. Did 21 Jump Street, did a bunch of that stuff. Yep. Um, Give me the first I was letter. actually thinking of somebody else, but I know who you're talking first about now. Letter it's a J. Is it Jacob? Nope. It's not Josh. It's jo- a biblical jo- character. Yeah, it's Joseph or something. Joseph. Nope. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's that guy. What was his breakout movie? I think Superbad. Never seen it. Probably good. Is it Superbad? Uh, yeah. Did you watch it with uh, your wife? No, nah, I think I watched it when well, I was in high school. I can't believe you watched that kind of His stuff. name's... Jonah Hill. Yep, that's ah, it. it. came to me. <laughs> but yeah, great movie. I thought you were referring to Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was in that too. Um, nope. But anyway, so we watched a movie. I've already had three cups of coffee, finished my last one around five, got a ton more sleep that day. And when I go to bed, it's probably around midnight last night when I finally hit the hay. And Danielle comes down this morning and she's like, hey, how long have you been up? And I said, since 10 o'clock yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get a single hour of sleep. It was terrible. I woke up, or I shouldn't say I woke up. I got out of bed at 4.30 because I'd just been laying there and just haven't slept in over 24 hours. So I'm really hoping to sleep well tonight. I hope you sleep well tonight. I mean, um, I was hoping Rob shared that story with me in the car. I had to pick him up. A few minutes ago, and I was hoping he had all the show prep done for our two episodes because he had so much time on his hands to just finish class. (laughs) You think Rob did that? No. Nope. Nope. Had better things to do. He watched Superbad. I did not watch Superbad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Rick, what are we talking about today, Big Daddy? Uh, Something that is Superbad. Oh, really? Yeah, Halloween. Mm. Talking about the Halloween witches and dragons. Old Hallow's Eve? No, we're talking about Halloween. Oh. Where people celebrate dead people and the devil. Satanic worship. I mean, I say that with satire. We're going to talk about Halloween tonight. Tonight. Depends on who you're listening to this. It might be tonight. Yeah, you don't know. We're going to talk about Halloween. Um, If it's that time of year, this is a relatively controversial topic within among Protestants or Christians. Probably not as much as it used to be in the last couple decades, but still some strong opinions about Halloween. Do Christians partake in it? Do they abstain? How do they um, go about that? So... Yep. Like I said, it's controversial, but we want to dive into it. We definitely do not, um, we're not experts in this area, but we're glad to talk about it and kind of give you some of our thoughts. Yeah, and ultimately we're talking about it um, because Josh, a listener to the show, shout out to you, man. Thank you for suggesting the topic, but he uh, wrote in. He hopped on our website and suggested the topic. So here we are talking about it. So that's just a little... Josh. Little... Uh, promise to you guys that we do go through with our word if you suggest a topic to us we will do our very best to talk about it uh someone else suggested dispensationalism and they suggested it before this topic however dispensationalism is a pretty heavy topic so we want to make sure that we do our research on that one rick's making fun of me because i do <laughs> hand like, gestures just like brock obama is what it was and uh we're gonna talk about halloween <laughs> and uh, your perspective on it 
So you're saying that uh, you don't like my hand gestures? No, it's just similar, that phone was like, that was the like a president ever to what's that be in our in the Oval Office? What'd you say? <laughs> I missed that part. Was it the greatest president to ever be in the Oval I Office? I mean, that's your opinion. <laughs> um, I'm just saying it was funny how it was. That's not my opinion. Very, dude, you totally voted for the guy. You I love did him. not I'm vote just for the guy. I didn't vote for Trump either. Yeah. So either way, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I did either. <laughs> oh yeah, you keep telling yourself that. I do. I do a lot. Okay. Um, all right. So let's talk about it. Halloween. Let's get a definition here. So Halloween's origins. I am Rick. I know how you like to call me out when I'm reading. When I'm <laughs> reading off of a, one time a script. One time I this, call a guy out. This is straight from the History Channel's website. History.com, I believe is what it is. Oh, it's History. a secular, yeah. secular spot. That's all your sources, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Anywho, Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Sowen. The Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Northern France, celebrated their New Year on November 1st. So that's interesting. New Year's Day was on November 1st. Um, This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Sowen when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to Earth. Wow. You said that like you read that very theatrically, so I appreciate that. Mm, you're welcome. That was welcome. more entertaining. Um, I'm Radio Pro, man. Yeah, dude, beyond. So, like, <laughs> it's interesting. They talk about, you know, a little bit of the the roots of this holiday and all the stuff. And they talk about the blurred lines between the living and the dead. And that kind of ushers in a lot of even things we've seen today with um, just some of the spirits and all that stuff. And a lot of it, it's very lighthearted, but it still uh, permeates our culture today. Um one article I was reading talked about the um, just some of the rituals or, or things that we do, like like jack-o'-lanterns, right? So that was developed to help like um, scare off evil spirits mm. that, that would come in at that time. Same with costumes that tried to deceive them to dress in a different way. Um, what else did they talk about? Um, like bobbing for apples had something to do with like divine... Uh, something to do with like finding your divine spouse or something like that. It was, really, it was interesting. They like write names on the bottom of the apples. Well, it had yeah. I don't know exactly how they did it. Um, no one. So how you and Candace got hitched? Yeah. Well, it wasn't apples, but yeah, <laughs> it was oranges. Oh, okay. Orange bobbing. Yeah, it's a lot. Pulled more, it out, looked at the it's name. A lot more fun. Candace James. Candace right. James. Okay. Sign me up. Who is she? That's <laughs> totally not how we got. Uh, together but anyway um interesting stuff so as we talk about halloween it is controversial and there's things in our culture that are controversial that we have to deal with and um there's a kind of a little system we we put through these things do we reject them do we receive them or do we redeem them so like kind of three different options and so for halloween we can reject receive or redeem and we're going to kind of dive into each one of those and talk about yeah, because what you'll see is there are people that are on all three of those when it comes to Halloween. Like yeah. There are some people who right. will not leave their house. They won't let their kids participate in any way. They won't even let yeah. them get candy. 
Yeah. Um, even if it's a school event, like they won't let their kids participate and they just go hardcore to the reject side of things. Yes. They're very passionate about it. Yeah. And then there are other people who it's like their favorite holiday for every reason that people mm-hmm. who celebrate Halloween would want it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for every dark reason that you could think of. Uh, it's funny because the people that we actually bought our condo from, their favorite holiday was Halloween, which like that's not crazy weird. A lot of people love like the fall festivities. It's the second like biggest that. as far as just money makers. Yeah, and so right. our living room was orange. Our like, one of our bathrooms was bright purple. Yeah. Um, our laundry room was like this lime electric green. Yeah, and it was all Halloween colors. Our stairs were painted black. It was really goofy. Um, but I yeah, I hope they're not listeners because you just. Made fun of them. I didn't say their name. Yeah, they know. They know, Rob. They know who they sell the condo to. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> okay. yeah, so so some of the things that we would just automatically right out reject, and we're not we're not saying Halloween is, is like these, but to give you a, a for instance would be like murder, coveting, polyamory polyamorous relationships, homosexuality, theft, lying. These things that were clearly part of the culture but we reject those we say we have nothing to do with those that's not what christ has called us to that's not a part something we want to be a part of in any way not that we don't maybe have relationships with people who are struggling in those things mm-hmm. but that we don't accept that as a practice yeah so we wouldn't completely reject someone who might find themselves uh, in a homosexual relationship. We wouldn't just cut them out of our lives. Right. We would continue to love them and try and share the gospel with them and hope that the gospel breaks through. Uh, similar to someone who may have been a murderer at one point. We're right. not just going to just cut them off and say, God's grace stopped at you murder. Think cut them off is the right way you want to say that when you're talking about people who <laughs> do violence? Murder. Is, that, is that the word you want to go with, Rob? Because uh, pretty insensitive. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's not that we reject those people we reject that lifestyle yeah exactly um but then the other option is to just straight up receive which we've hit on this already a little bit but some of the things that we might receive as believers so when we talk about this reject receive redeem paradigm uh what we're talking about are things that are not inherently or explicitly spiritual and so we uh, can reject these things um, we can receive some things or we can redeem them. But the, so like, for instance, we would receive musical instruments, like a musical instrument in and of itself isn't, isn't spiritual. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you get real technical, like all things can be, I know like I can hear people saying like, aren't, isn't every aspect of life spiritual? Like, yes, I see what you're saying, but just bear with me here. Um, so musical instruments, mm-hmm. we would receive those. We think they can be used yes. in a great way to, to glorify the Lord. Um, so listen up church Christ. See those musical instruments. <laughs> uh, but then like things like medicine, technology, government. Yeah. Cars. Cars, which so, could kind of fall under technology. Right. That's what I mean. Like, so there's there's this element where, because um, where we live, and, and especially where I live, where Rob used to live, we have a decent, a decent Amish population in that area. Um, and these are people who have said, we're not going to receive these things because we want to st- Originally, we want to be separate, set-apart people. But over the decades and centuries now that they have, they're still not using a lot of those things, but they are using them in a, in a roundabout way. So they can't own a car or they can't drive a car, but some some groups can still buy a car and own it as long as 
um, you know, uh, someone else drives it, or they can own a cell phone, but they can't keep it in the house. These yeah. kinds of things where they they've rejected certain things because they think it keeps them separate. Um, and there are those things, as we said just a minute ago. But there are a lot of things that we just receive as blessings. It's God's grace. It's a great thing. Let's use it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So another thing, as we talked about is the redeem aspect. What are things that are in our culture that we seek to redeem that um, culture maybe uses those in wicked ways, but we want to redeem those and give God glory by doing that and using them. So a couple things we talked about were entertainment or arts. So making terrible Christian movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Terrible Christian movies is one, but some terrible Christian music. If you listen uh, to the radio. Yeah. Some, are you saying all Christian music on the radio is terrible? No, but I'm saying like over 80% of it is pretty bad. Over 8? Over 80. 80? Which would, yes, be over 8. You're right. Well. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a strong statement. That's in It's your, a pretty strong statement, and it's a pretty opinion. opinionated statement. Yeah. yeah. I was really listening to a bunch of music haters. Yeah. But yeah, no, but seriously, art, entertainment, these are things that um, in our culture can be used for very bad things to... Uh, used as propaganda for for sinful lifestyles and lies, and as Christians, we seek to redeem those things that uh, can be a gift from God, and we want to give Him glory with that. Um, another one would be relationships. It's a gift from God, but we see how culture can distort those and use those for wicked things. But we don't just receive any relationship or whatever, and we don't reject relationship, but we redeem the relationships we're in for the kingdom and the advancement of God's glory. Yeah. So now, when it comes to the matter of Halloween. Halloween. So we're not going to tell you guys how to think, okay? You know what we should have started off with as a question is, what was your favorite Halloween costume? Or did you celebrate Halloween as a kid? Or what's... Ooh. Kind of jumped so, the gun on this, but... Yeah, we did. This is such a professional program. Um, yeah, we definitely celebrated... I think the celebrated, listeners really want to know. We definitely celebrated Halloween as a kid for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, we were A-okay with it. No issues, no qualms. Um, I didn't come from like a, an explicitly Christian household. We went to church occasionally, but it wasn't um, something that we really thought through through a Christian lens. But yeah, we celebrated it. My favorite Halloween costume? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Is probably one year I went as a hockey player and I had a Pittsburgh Penguins okay. hockey jersey on, yeah. my street hockey stick, like, and I was on rollerblades. Going, like, I like that a lot. Yeah. What about you, Rick? Did you celebrate Halloween? Um, eh, kind of. So we did not do trick or treating things, but we did because that's like, that's the evil part of it. Is the well, candy? Let me finish before you make fun of my parents. Okay. <laughs> Rick and Danielle, um, and by Rick and Danielle, I mean Rick Senior. He's not a senior. He's your daddy. Yeah, my dad, and my mom, and your mom Danielle, Danny. Um, my name's Danny. They're fantastic. I they do not are, mean any harm. They're nice them. people. They're way cooler than you are. I know. Continue on. What happened? Um, yeah, so... Hey, Rob. We're trying to do an episode right now. <laughs> Let's be a little professional. Let's uh, turn the so, volume So what here. we did is we we did stuff like our church had like a harvest party. We did that as a kid. So we still got that candy and stuff, dressed up for that. Um, but yeah, never really did a whole lot of it as kids. Teenage years and stuff, we would go with friends to like um, Halloween parties, but they were like christian friends so there wasn't a whole lot of bad things and debauchery going on um but it's interesting because my parents did not grow up as christians they did not come from christian homes at all 
so for them, I think that they were very sensitive to the things of the world and, and just the, the decay and the poison that's out there. And so they, their protection from us wasn't out of a, um, your, I won't say typical, but I see a lot where parents are just super fearful and they think if mm. they just protect their child, the child will follow the Lord, you know, be like them. The greenhouse. Yeah, but it was more of, I've like my parents have been spent many years on the other side of the, of life without Christ, and they don't want their kids to experience that. Yeah. So that's a part of it. Um, I don't know exactly what we'll do with Will. I think we'll probably just partake in it in, in, in certain ways, and we'll talk about that as we talk about redeeming it. So what was your favorite outfit? Um, you came up with this question, are you going to even answer it? Oh, hey, hostile territory, huh? <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. Um, I think one year I went as Peter Pan. I think that was really cool. Um, one year, I think I really went Really cool might be a, strong. Well, it's my outfit. It's my opinion, okay? <laughs> I think that was really cool. <laughs> it was really cool. Peter Pan. Who didn't want to be Peter Pan? Me. Damn, that explains a lot. <laughs> that explains a lot. I right actually there. missed out on a lot of childhood movies and shows because I was just, I was only into sports, street hockey and baseball. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like that costume. What is a. I was okay. So some people get into it like crazy. I was at we were at a, a, a party last night with some friends from um, a place where I work, a part time job, and I know these these kids or these two not kids that are, that are men, and they go all out for their outfits every year. Um, John and Nick, okay, and they go all out, and I'm like, man, these guys go and they make their outfits, they do all stuff, but their parents, both their parents, go all out. Oh my gracious! So. Like I get that. For me, I I went as a zookeeper. What I do, I wore a vest and put a tag that said zookeeper. <laughs> Dressed my son up as a monkey. <laughs> You're still basically wearing that same outfit today. I am wearing about ninety percent of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, I don't get into a ton, but yeah. So that's sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you, Rob. I just thought it'd be good to tell the listeners our experience. Mm. And um, I I am not in any way bitter towards my parents. Some people are bitter. Like, oh, they didn't let me do this. I always want to dress up. We couldn't do that or this. I'm not bitter at all with my parents' Probably decision. better for your health. Missed out on a lot of candy. Yeah, I, bet. I have bad teeth. Anyway, um, thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> thanks, Ma. Thanks, Pa. Appreciate that. But we still have a lot of candy from it. Just because I, I know their heart. I know their intentions were, were yeah. very good, very pure. And I mean, that was their conviction. So they did the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing. When it comes to Halloween, like I was saying before Rick interrupted me, is that we're not going to tell you how to think. <laughs> Um, but because this, this topic is more so a matter of conscience. So some people would really have a difficult time partaking in any way because mm-hmm. of its pagan roots, which we right. read about earlier. Right. Others, which would be more so the camp that I would fall into, and I'll let Rick speak for himself, would be um, like, you know what? No one's really thinking about those pagan roots at this point. Um, when mm-hmm. people go out there, they think of carving pumpkins. They think of... Uh, trick-or-treating and getting candy and putting on a goofy outfit mm-hmm. and so when it comes to that that's probably the the aspect where danielle and i fall we have yeah. we'll have no problem with finley putting on a princess outfit and walking around the neighborhood asking neighbors for candy what about uh, like a grim reaper outfit yeah however we're like recognizing that we view everything from a christian world view we know uh that Ephesians 6.12 says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. 
against the Which spiritual is what forces. Halloween celebrates, Robert. <laughs> against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So we do recognize that there are spiritual forces, that there are demons, yes. and that we do wrestle against them even more so than what we wrestle against ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we do want to be sensitive to some of the things that come with the territory of Halloween. And so we will engage and we'll partake, but we'll try right. to do it in such a way that redeems it and shows that we're not being cultural mm -hmm. recluses, but we're going to get out because it's a great opportunity to get out and interact with your neighbors. Right. Like oftentimes we, we live, yes. Danielle and I live in the suburbs. And so a ton of the times people go to work, they come home and they hang out in their house and then they wake up the next day and go back to work and they just sit in their house and you don't see them outside right. that much. And so Halloween trick or treating presents an opportunity where you may be able to get into a conversation with a neighbor that otherwise may not have happened and lord willing that would lead to a gospel conversation yeah so we would want to partake danielle and i would for the sake of being strategic to get into conversations and to try and make our um, christian worldview known to lost neighbors absolutely yeah it is a great way i think to one build relationships with lost people um it's a great way to even share some of the gospel as you're Maybe some of your, your costumes or whatever are are more biblical oriented and just in conversation. It's a beautiful thing. There's an article that um I've read on this from Grace to You and it just talks about how Christians should not be should not respond to Halloween out of superstition. You know, that that um as Christians we're enlightened to the gospel and what God has done for us in that yes, there's evil spirits as you said in Ephesians four, but also um, first Peter Ephesians five, six. sorry, Ephesians five, Ephesians, Ephesians six. six. First Peter five eight talks about how the devil is seeking to devour. He's roaming around, and, and he does that every day. Like any day is a good day for him, not just Halloween, um, but how we can rest in who God is and His uh, the redemption that He's brought us. We take it's out of that knowledge that we go forth and we seek to redeem other parts of our culture. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of emotions. I've, as I've talked with people in this kind of topic, there's a lot of just feelings. And as you kind of peel some of that back, it's usually out of a a good heart. Some of it's just dogm dogmatic, legalistic people. Yeah. Um, usually, people are legitimately concerned. They do not want to spread what looks like to be worldly things. And I would say, I mean. We've talked a lot about kids and costumes and stuff, but there's a—I mean, this is a prime time for adults to get dressed up in very um, inappropriate outfits and partake in very yeah. um, sinful things, you know, and parties where people are getting drunk and doing all kinds of stuff that's sinful. And so we we have to be careful with that yeah. that we're not um, condoning those things. And even as Christians, we're not partaking in those things because that's not what we're called to partake and redeem. Yeah. So we mentioned polyamorous relationships, right? So there you go. Can't um, redeem that. Okay. I mean, just, the, the gospel can. can. Jesus, Jesus can, but oh, we Jesus, can't. We can't Jesus partake can in it that? and still redeem it. How's Jesus going to redeem that? He could pull him out of it. He can pull him out of that situation, but he can't yeah. redeem polyamory. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so so yeah, my take on it is that we will probably um, seek to redeem that. We'll do that with caution with how our kids behave and how we act, what we do, 
and costumes they wear and so forth. Um, but also understanding where it came from and why it is a big thing. And this is what I just want to touch on real quick is we are called to love our, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And some people might come from a culture which is ravaged with witchcraft and yeah. all kinds of things like that. And so for us to like, oh, we're just partaking, it's no big deal, could be a hindrance to them as a lot of the stuff we're, I don't want to say we're taking lightly, but we're allowing to be others to take lightly and we're allowing that to happen without our intervention. Um, that could hinder them in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. So we need to wrap this up because I just got a text message that Finley is downstairs saying dada. And I have not heard that yet. Oh, well, let's go. So um, please so, wrap this thing yeah. up. <laughs> so if you like our episode, uh, you know what to do. Uh, check it out. Rate it. Cool. Check us on Facebook, Twitter, website. Just Google Simple Theology. Contact us there. Love to hear from you. Peace out. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>